if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. We get rolling now at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Wednesday, the morning after, which is also Wednesday, the morning of. The sixth morning of the month of January in the year of our Lord 2021. And I suspect you know what I'm talking about when I say it's the morning after and the morning of. It is the morning after disaster in the state of Georgia. It is the morning after the people of the state of Georgia, if you are to believe these election results, failed to secure the republic that is the United States of America. It is the morning after we watched power, full power, be handed to socialists in what is a capitalist nation. It is the morning after disaster, and there is no other way to see it. It is also the morning of. It is the morning of a day in which we are going to try our level best to avert the theft of an election by demanding on the streets of Washington, D.C., and with inside the walls of Capitol Hill, demanding an investigation, a committee or a commission, if you will, attend a commission to truly investigate the allegations and evidence of fraud and illegal voting going on in many battleground states from this past November 3rd's presidential election. It is the only option that is left to people who truly believe in the greatness of this country and do not want to see this country be destroyed. And I mean that very literally and very seriously. It's a Hail Mary. I've been saying this since the beginning of this, excuse me, the several legal challenges to what we have seen, which is, of course, countless numbers of um, pieces of investigation, perhaps is a better way to say that, or pieces of evidence, excuse me, pieces of evidence that would be discovered if a full investigation had been ordered and was allowed. Sixty different lawsuits have been filed on behalf of President Trump and, most importantly, on behalf of the Constitution of the United States. And none of them 
were allowed to see the inside of a courtroom. Yes, opening uh, remarks were held. The uh, lawsuits were filed. Judges quickly dismissed either on standing, most of them on standing for the lawsuits, uh, or said they did not want to take up the cases, including the Supreme Court. Did not want to take up the case at all. Didn't hear the evidence. Didn't want to hear the evidence. Said they don't want to take up the case. So because of that, I have been saying, not this, this is any deep revelation, that this is a Hail Mary or a series of Hail Mary passes that would have to be completed in a number of different states in order for President Trump to stop the certification of the electoral votes and the inauguration of Joe Biden on January 20th of this year. And now we're down to the very last Hail Mary. We did not complete any of the 60 that were filed, 60 Hail Mary passed lawsuits that were filed. And now today in Washington, D.C., I don't know how many, I would suspect hundreds of thousands of Americans representing 74.5 million Trump voters are going to be on the streets of D.C. demanding that Congress at least, at the very, very least, order Ted Cruz's request that the Congress vote to pass Ted Cruz's uh, request for a 10-day commission. This would still stop us short of the January 20th inauguration date, so nobody can say we're trying to blow past the inauguration, which would be historic. But a 10-day commission to investigate the evidence that has been collected about voter fraud, election fraud in several battleground states, and also as to whether or not state legislatures violated the Constitution of the United States by changing their electoral rules simply at will. That's what Jim Jordan told us about on Monday. That's what he and several of his house uh, fellow House members, about a 100 of them, are going to do today. They are going to challenge the legality of the changing of the electoral process, the rules by which different states uh, cast their votes for, for president. Uh, they're going to challenge that on the House side. So we have a lot of, a lot of things to discuss today. What does last night's results, or what do last night's results really mean in the big picture? Raphael Warnock defeating Kelly Leffler, if you believe that. John Ossoff on the verge of defeating David Perdue, if you believe that. What does this mean going forward for the Congress of the United States, and how are we going to survive single-party rule for two years? How can we survive the damage that can be done by a Kamala Harris administration with Joe Biden watching quietly on the sidelines, a radical left-wing socialist named Kamala Harris, far more left than any other member of the United States Senate, according to nonpartisan organizations who judge based on their voting, the most liberal and the most conservative members of, of the Senate. Kamala Harris, your new president, if not if in practice, if not in name, is far more radically left and socialist than even the man who calls himself a socialist, Bernie Sanders. She is now going to be presiding over a Senate that has just supposedly elected two radical far-left socialist new senators from Georgia and obviously still a Democrat-controlled House. How do we survive 
two years of that unchecked power without a firewall, without any um, uh, any checks and balances on their their power. How do we survive that? We're going to have to discuss that this morning, and then we are going to discuss what's going on in Washington, D.C. Coming up in about a half an hour, less than that now, about 20 minutes, actually, uh, we're going to be talking with Pastor Brian Gibson, who is in Washington, D.C., is going to be speaking in a couple of different locations at events there uh, about um, uh, what the early days of America were like and comparing it to today and what it means to stand up for fairness and truth in our elections uh, so we're going to talk to uh, Pastor Gibson, and then at 10.10, we're going to get an eyewitness report, first-hand account, if you will, from Tom Zawistowski from the We the People Convention and the uh, Portage County Tea Party. So Tom Zawistowski is in D.C. The president is scheduled to speak to the masses on the sidelines of the Capitol Hill fight today. He will speak starting at 11 o'clock. So at 10.10, it kind of works out perfectly, we will hear from uh, Tom Zawistowski, who is down there trying to help lead the fight to protect and preserve the republic. And I want to say that again and reiterate what we said yesterday and have been saying really since November 3rd and the, the steal began. Um, this is about more than just the theft of the election from, from Donald Trump and the 74.5 million voters who voted for him, more than any other incumbent president in history. Um, this is about so much more than just Donald Trump. This is about the integrity of the electoral process moving forward. If they get away with theft of elections, plural, in 2020, and now in this runoff in 2021, they will be emboldened to continue to commit election theft and fraud in every election going forward. Not that they will have much of a need for it if they do follow through with their threats to create two new states, thus creating four more liberal Democrat senators to to create a permanent majority in that chamber, in the upper chamber. And not that it'll matter much uh, when it comes to presidential elections because they're going to abolish the Electoral College and make sure that the people of New York and Los Angeles decide who the president will be from now in perpetuity. They won't need it, but they're going to have it. And that's something that we simply have to, you know, we have to accept it, or, or at least we have to figure out a strategy to combat. So I want your thoughts at 216 We're going to talk to Pastor Gibson. We're going to talk to uh, Tom Zawistowski from Washington, D.C. today. And I want to say this before our first break. I don't have evidence. I do have questions. I do have questions, and I do have some strange happenings that I would like to speak on regarding last night's Georgia elections. I do have a question as to why, on live television, vote totals for David Perdue were changed, taking 5,000 votes away from him. Literally, on the screen, the video sees the number drop. Somehow, some way, they decided to not just increase the vote total of his opponent, John Ossoff, but to decrease the total, which is impossible, for David Perdue. Now, that's not evidence, but it is enough information to make questions valid. And here are my questions. Do you really believe 
that a deep red state like Georgia, in the deep red south of the United States, with a red GOP governor, with a red GOP secretary of state, with a red GOP state legislature, and two red GOP senators. Do you really believe that that state, this deeply Republican state, chose to elect two radical, far-left socialists named John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock and send them to the Senate? without all kinds of cheating going on? Because I don't. And there's no way you can convince me that Donald Trump's criticism of Brian Kemp, the governor, and Brad Raffensperger, the secretary of state, led to a disenchanted GOP voter base so they didn't come out. You cannot convince me that... Now, don't get me wrong. I, I am disgusted frustrated and disgusted by attorneys Lynn Wood, particularly Lynn Wood, who is from Georgia, and Sidney Powell, who spent the better part of the last month trying to tell Georgia voters, Georgia Republicans, don't come out and vote for uh, for um, uh, Purdue and Leffler unless they do whatever they can do to try to save Donald Trump in Georgia, to try to prove the electoral fraud in Georgia. They haven't earned your vote, so don't give it to them, is what Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell, arguing on behalf of President Trump, told voters. Don't get me wrong. I find that reprehensible, disgusting, and quite frankly, politically stupid. But even with that admonition from those attorneys and some other uh, uh, conservative, in name only, power brokers, what they tried to do to try to suppress the Republican vote, even with that, they didn't just elect two middle-of-the-road Democrats to represent them in the Senate. Raphael Warnock is a communist. He is a pro-abortion, phony pastor, and a far-left communist. All right? And John Ossoff is in bed with the Communist Chinese Party, and it's proven. These people are radical, far-left, socialists-slash-communists, and we're expected to believe that the deep red state of Georgia, with all of their Republican representation, turned its back on all of their history and all of their current Republican loyalties and sent two socialists to Washington, D.C.? You think that was done without cheating? I'm sorry. You're going to have a hard time convincing me of anything even close to that. So it's about the day after, and it's about the day of. I understand the Ossoff race has not been called, but it does not look good. There were all kinds of irregularities, stopping the count in the middle of the night in various Georgia counties, just like we saw on November 3rd. Yeah, we'll pick it up tomorrow morning. Yeah, we saw vote totals changed on live television. Yeah, we see, oh, we have uh, computer problems here. We're going to have to recount the rest of these by hand. 
all kinds of irregularities and questions that call into question the legitimacy of this vote. But if it is the way that it it appears, Ossoff is going to be declared the winner along with Warnock. The Democrats are going to have full control of the entire United States government. And we are going to have to figure out what the next move is. I want to hear from you. Dial me up. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110 on AM1420 The Answer. All right, let's go to uh, some phone calls now. Bob is in Strongsville, wants to talk about the Republican Party or what is left of it right now. Hey, Bob, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. I guess I want to start by comparing today's date to July 4th, 1776, when our freedom began. This may look down on history as the day we began losing our freedom. But my main point is the Republican Party. I'll mention our senator, of course, Portman, no backbone, our governor, no backbone, and follow the Republican trail. And I think that has led to part of our disaster. What are your thoughts? I think you're a thousand percent right. I think the Republican Party, in terms of its leadership, is weak and spineless a thousand times over. I see it time and time again at the state legislative level. I see it time and time again at the gubernatorial level. And I see it time and time again in Washington, D.C. This is what the swamp was that Donald Trump talked about draining. It wasn't just getting rid of liberal Democrats. Draining the swamp means getting rid of spineless, weak Republicans who refuse to unite behind constitutional causes and electoral integrity. That is exactly what he was talking about. And what I'm so frustrated about, Bob, and thank you for the call, my friend, I, I, I agree with you when you say that maybe this date will go down in history as the day we started to lose our freedom. I agree to a degree, to an extent, but I disagree because I think this started with the election of Barack Obama, who said he wanted to literally fundamentally transform this capitalist Christian nation or Judeo-Christian nation. Uh, I think it started then, and it really, really, you know, began in earnest. But thanks to Donald Trump, it was delayed a bit. Four years of fighting it to try to return us to constitutional principles, um, you know, gave us a little bit of a reprieve. But now those four years are gone, and they have successfully lifted the election and lifted the will of the people and taken it and uh, and stolen it. Um, that's just the reality of it. So now, you know, you may say that, hey, January 5th, because we'll go to yesterday, the actual date of the election, uh, the runoff elections in Georgia, could be the beginning of the, you know, end of, the beginning of the end of, if you will, our liberty, because I really think it started with the election of Barack Obama. And uh, and we're only in a more a far worse place right now. Thank you, my friend. Let's go to uh, Roz in Cleveland. Uh, hey, Roz, go ahead. Hello. I did place my call yes, ahead, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hello. To um, go ahead. Uh, the three. Uh, shoot. Can you Roz, hear me now? I, I'm going to. Yeah. Roz, I could hear you all along. We're running short on time oh, here. I need I'm you to sorry. go ahead. Okay. Remember to make your phone call today, this morning. It's our last chance. Maybe we can give these guys some backbone. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I tell you what, uh, you know, it, it's 9.30 on Wednesday the 6th. Thank you for the phone call. At 1 o'clock today, they're going to be fighting uh, in Capitol Hill, and the objections are going to be raised. Those who have not already committed to raising those objections, I don't think are going to be moved by a, by a phone call two and a half hours early. Uh, I just don't. I apologize for the cynicism there, but I just don't. Uh, we needed to, we need to make that we needed to make ourselves heard when we elected these people, and we need to make ourselves heard again when it comes time to primary these people without backbones. I don't think we're going to be able to change their minds at nine thirty on uh, the day of the uh, the objection fight. Uh, but I think, and, and that's of course part of the certification of the election. Thank you, Roz, for the phone call. I've got plenty more phone calls coming up. We're also going to talk to uh, Pastor uh, uh, Brian Gibson, who is down there in Washington D.C. We're looking forward to that. Get his view on uh, what it really means to stand up for fairness and truth in our electoral process. That's coming up on fourteen twenty. The answer. Okay, 9.35, we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Bad news, good news. First bad news, uh, Pastor Brian Gibson is unavailable from the White House right now. Uh, he apparently has network issues, uh, whatever that means, so we, uh, we're we not going to be able to talk to him. We will still talk to Tom Zawistowski coming up at 10.10 this morning, live from the massive Stop the Steal rally uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, so that's the bad news. We didn't have the pastor. The good news is that just opens up time for more of your phone calls. So let's go right to it, and we'll go to Cleveland. And that's where Rachel is on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for waiting, Rachel. You're on the air. Good morning. Go ahead. Hi, Ra- Hi Bob. Thanks so much for having me again. Um, Certainly. I, I'm scared. I'm scared of the, of the Socialist Party. You know, my grandparents fled socialism from Nazi Germany. My great-grandparents fled Russia and fled communism. People don't realize or seem to remember how history is repeating itself. And it's, 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 it's a scary time to, you know, I'm not going to stand and just like my grandparents and great-grandparents did, I'm not going to stand and be silent. I'm going to, to act, or hopefully I don't have to, or move. You know, Rachel, um, I understand that feeling. Um, and it is a it is a criminal shame that more people don't listen to people who survived and escaped this type of rule in other countries. Um, I have done my best to put people on from communist and socialist countries, people who literally lived through it and survived it and and escaped and were able to make it to the United States legally, of course, um, and to listen to them tell the stories not just of the horrors of what life was like under socialist rule which led which always collapses of course and leaves people starving in the streets always 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 um but it it's not just their stories of what they suffered it's their warnings of you keep thinking it can't happen here I remember talking to a Venezuelan expat who lives in the United States now who said we were so prosperous and we saw what was going on in Cuba and said, thank God we're not in Cuba. Thank God that the socialists take over there and the, uh, the oppression of the people that, that, uh, you know, that happened in Cuba under Castro wasn't happening in Venezuela where they're the richest, uh, you know, Central American nation. Uh, that'll never happen here. And then it happened there. And, and there were signs and warnings that everybody ignored and said it can never happen here. So fast forward to where we are today 
we're the United States. We're not Venezuela. We're not Cuba. We're not these, you know, these poor, impoverished countries that, uh, you know, that turn in desperation to a dictator or who allow a di- dictator uh, or socialist uh, policies to take over. This can never happen in the great United States of America. And yet here we are. Rachel, what your parents right. and grandparents escaped is what we are ushering in on our own watch right now to this country. And it's unfathomable. And Bob, Bob, part of the reason they were able to escape, and what we're seeing is, you know, our freedom of speech is being threatened. My great-grandfather was a businessman in, in Germany. He was actually, this is a very rare story, he was actually warned by an SS officer, obviously somebody that didn't want to be an SS officer, but he was so scared he he had no choice but to join the Socialist Party. He had no freedom of speech, but he warned my great-grandfather he was able to get the papers and he was able to get um, himself, his wife, and my grandmother out, but he wasn't able to get his parents or anybody else out. And that's that's what's scary. We we're, our, When our freedom of speech is threatened or taken away, things like that can happen. You are a thousand percent correct. It is. It starts with the ability to to sound the alarm without being censored, without being stopped from from speaking freely, either by government or by in in today's society. Obviously, you know, so many people uh, express their speech through social media, and to have their messages censored, to have the mainstream media and the social media overlords uh, censor or suppress what people are saying to warn you know warn others about these. Um, these historic events that are taking place is exactly what leads to the unobstruction, you know, of of those uh, of those uh, you know that takeover, if you will. So, you're a thousand percent right. I'm so glad you called, Rachel. Make sure you keep calling back. Okay. Thanks, Bob. Have a great day. Thank you. Let me share this before I go to my next call. Uh, Lawrence Jones was on uh, on Fox this morning. And he's talking about what it means to send more socialists to the American government, not just to, uh, you know, the House, but to the senior chamber, the upper chamber, if you will, the Senate. I mean, it's the most important body, for goodness sakes. You know, you already have socialists in the federal government identified as socialists. You know, they call themselves socialists, like Bernie Sanders, like Alexandria Damasio Cortez, and now we're sending two more, literally. Um, social, and in fact, I should probably pause there because there is a difference between socialism and communism. They're in the same ballpark, but, uh, Warnock is a straight up communist, not just a socialist. So we're sending these people to the Congress. We're electing more of them in, uh, state and local, um, elections as well in places around the country. And you don't think this is going to lead to widespread socialist policies? If good people are silenced, if patriots and constitutional um, scholars are silenced, if people who, who try to remind everyone how and why this nation was founded and upon what, what principles that for 244 years le- led this country to being the, um, the most prosperous nation on earth and the nation that is the greatest force for good on earth, if we silence the people who remind us of all of those things, we are in an extraordinary are on an extraordinary path. And Lawrence Jones talked about that this morning about the democratic socialists who aren't going to be satisfied with having a seat at the table. They want to flip the table over, and they want to run the show. All right, I'm going to make this happen for you. I promise. 
All right, there it is. Uh, this is uh, Lawrence uh, Jones, as I say. House Speaker Pelosi hands Congresswoman AOC a powerful assignment, granting her a seat on the House Oversight Committee. AOC will be joined by fellow squad members Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib and freshman Congresswoman Cori Bush. Here to react is Fox News analyst Lawrence Jones. Hey, Lawrence. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. This is really going to push uh, Joe Biden to have to make some tough decisions. He's more of a centrist, but yet he did pick Kamala Harris. I, I need to say this out loud. Ainsley Earhart is an idiot. Okay, just just pointing this out. Ainsley Earhart is an idiot. I have, this is one of the reasons I've turned away from Fox News. This is one of the reasons why so many other people are embracing One America News and Newsmax Television, which I do as well. But sometimes you've got to go back and, and listen to certain things that are said. And what Lawrence Jones has to say here is valuable. So that's the reason I'm going to stick through this. But Ainsley Earhart is an idiot. Is an idiot. She is a bubblehead who found her way somehow to that center chair. I don't know why. I really don't know why. She is, she is embarrassing. And for her to say, you know, it's going to be really hard for Joe Biden because Joe Biden is a centrist. Joe Biden is not a centrist. Joe Biden is a radical. Look at the vice president he chose, the socialist who is far more uh, uh, left-wing than even Bernie Sanders is in Kamala Harris. Joe Biden is not a centrist. She, she is no different than she might as well be working for CNN and the Washington Post. I've just had enough of these 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 pseudo liberals, these or excuse me, these pseudo conservatives with more liberal tendencies that just creep out with every every time they open their bleach blonde uh, mouths. Ainsley Earhart is a dope, uh, but I do want you to hear what Lawrence That's- Jones says. Well, everyone's going to do this. I mean, the notion that AOC and the progressive wing isn't running the show right now, I think was dismissed yesterday during yesterday's election. Also, you got Nancy Pelosi that, you know, the squad voted for her. A lot of the people that didn't vote for her for her speakership were the moderates. And so she owes them. The progressives, uh, I'm sorry, the moderates owe, owe these people. You know, for years I've been on the ground telling people, warning them about this socialist uh, regime. The fact that it was happening on the college campuses, the fact that it was going to be in mainstream. We you had some pundits that go on TV and say America was never going to be a socialist country. Then four months later, they tell you that Georgia was the last firewall. Well, now we see that Georgia, the Democrats won Georgia. They got black voters to show up. They've been able to mobilize young people. There's a new day in this country. And many of us have been warning a lot of people in the mainstream media, a lot of the political insiders, that there is a revolution. And these people aren't. Uh, interested in common ground or anything. They want to take things over. And right now, they- he's spot on. He is spot on. What did I say in my commentary? What did I say? It'll never happen here. It'll never happen here. This is always the last thing you remember about somebody who has lost their freedom. I never thought it could happen here. And yet, all of the signs are there. Lawrence Jones just just mentioned college campuses. Your kids are being taught socialism, and capitalism is under assault every single day on college campuses, and quite frankly, also in high school classrooms or in the modern world, in the COVID world, on high school Zoom sessions. Capitalism, patriotism, American sovereignty, American exceptionalism is all under attack daily. 
Socialism is being promoted in our educational institutions, and it is being practiced in our politics, and it's winning. As Lawrence Jones just said, they don't want common ground. They want to take over. As I said, they don't want a seat at the table. They want to turn the table over and run the show as a communist, socialist nation. And they are doing it. This isn't theory anymore. This isn't, hey, if we're not careful, this might happen sometime in the future. This is, open your eyes. It's reality right now. Not theory. Reality. And it's happening right now. And Rachel's grandparents and and parents, you just heard her talking about, knew it. And I've talked to Cuban expats, I've talked to Venezuelan expats, among others. I've had people calling with whose uh, family was from Russia. I talked to people who have ex- who's who's either them or their uh, immediate parents or grandparents have experienced it, and they see all of the same warning signs right here in the United States. And we go la di da. Well, it was a fair and impartial election. No, it wasn't. And never will it be again if we don't establish this commission that Ted Cruz and the senators are fighting for today. Never will we be able to trust a fair and impartial election. Never will we be able to have faith in electoral integrity unless we succeed in a full audit of this election, especially in the battleground states, and unless we establish the commission that Ted Cruz is talking about. It's only going to have 10 days to do its work. But if they can listen to and present, the, or rather, or rather find and present the evidence uh, that does exist, that called into question the integrity or the veracity of this election, then all is over. I just can't state that more emphatically. That's why it's important that there are hundreds of thousands, who knows, maybe they'll get to a million people in Washington, D.C. right now fighting to defend the principles that are under the, under attack that we, you know, literally right now that we're talking about. Under not theoretical attack and not under future attack today, right now. It's reality. All right, let's go to Vince uh, next in uh, Westlake. Hi, Vince. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. Thanks again for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Um, yes, so many of your previous callers have echoed exactly what I'm feeling, and I'm sure a lot of us are feeling as well, too. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows the story of the proverbial frog in the cool pot of water that is uh, coming to a slow boil. We're at that boil yes, right now. <clears throat> and for a lot of us, that are realizing that have realized before the question is we know the republican party is weak and spineless as you said earlier and the question is we need to what are we going to do about it and when are we going to start demanding and changing that leadership of the republican party um that's number one and number two is changing in the the attitude of just our our, our base in general so many of us are asleep at the wheel and not realizing this we're going on with our day we don't feel anything we don't feel like there's any uh, hurt on us or any uh, oppression on us because we're going to our jobs, we're living in our houses, we're doing what we do on a daily basis. And like you said, we're at that point now where we're on the precipice, and we need to start organizing. We need to start taking back our freedom, our our, our government, and everything else. And most importantly, one of the things I would encourage people to do, those of us that have kids in uh, college, even our high schools, you know, you've mentioned this a number of times. Check on what they're being taught. Question them. What are you learning in school? What are you learning in sociology and history and all these things that affect the 
way that our kids are being raised now because that's where this is all being corrupted and, and turned against us right now. So for those of you that think that this can't happen, unfortunately, it not only can't happen, it is happening. And we need to wake up. We need to take back control of what our kids are learning and also what our leaders in the Republican Party are doing. Call them out. Get on the phone. Start organizing. And you know, we need voices like yours, Bob, as I said a million times, to keep, keep leading us and keep uh, sounding the alarm. So thank you again. Well, for I'll tell you what, Vince. I'm going to respond to two of the things that you said. Great call. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And you're spot on again. Uh, two things I want to respond to. One, uh, I think the ship has sailed about asking the Republican Party to lead for us. The Republican Party is a joke. You understand that? <clears throat> the Republican Party is a joke. The Republican Party in Ohio, the Republican Party nationally, is a joke. It is run by spineless weasels who have only self-preservation in mind, not constitutional preservation, and not the rights of the people in mind. They, they've proved this day after day after day after day. The minute we get a conservative a Republican <clears throat> standing up, showing a spine and doing what's right for all of us, <clears throat> excuse me, like uh, Ted Cruz, for example, and Josh Hawley, we have one of the wine, uh, one of the whiners and rhinos, like uh, Rob Portman, standing up and doing exactly the opposite. Anytime we get a good governor like Ron DeSantis stepping up and doing the right thing, protecting the people's liberty, we've got whiners and rhinos like uh, uh, Mike DeWine here in Ohio. The Republican Party doesn't stand for unity under the Constitution. They are fractured and splintered into self-promotion and self-preservation. So I have no faith that the Republican Party can help us at all. We are going to have to do this ourselves. Bottom line is, whether that means starting a Patriot Party or something in that vein, I don't know, because I don't know that I have the power to do anything like that. But I'm telling you we have to find an alternative other than just saying, well, maybe if we elect more Republicans, we'll be okay. No, we will not. And then the second thing about the education, you're 100%, 100% right. But the problem is, you go and uh, complain to the school board about what your kids are learning. You go and complain to the teachers, the administrators, the principals, the assistant principals, and so forth. You know, pretty soon they're just going to do what they feel emboldened and empowered to do. And look at you and laugh and say, okay, boomer. And go right on with their indoctrination on socialist principles. They don't care what you have to say. The same thing we talk about in politics in terms of elected positions in in uh, um, in government applies to school boards. They will only understand votes. Finding decent Americans and patriots who believe in America to run for school board positions against these uh, uh, these uh, individuals who are either AWOL or they are complicit in what is being taught in the indoctrinations. That's a, that's a tough thing to do. You got to find candidates to challenge them, and then you've got to beat them, because otherwise they're going to ignore your complaints about what is being taught in the schools. Why? Because they have the media on their side, they have the government on their side, the socialist government, which is going to mandate those lessons anyway. All right, I know I'm rambling a little bit right now. It's nine fifty-four. We'll be right back. Okay, it's 9.58. Let's uh, continue the conversation about Georgia 
and about America. Uh, they are obviously interlinked. Let's go to uh, Eric in Kirtland on that very subject. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, Bob. Hey, I appreciate what you just said before you went to the last break. All I all I want to point out is I couldn't agree with you more that re- the Republicans are not our answer. The, the system is broken. And yesterday I was very, fr- maybe earlier this week, very frustrated. Jim Jordan might be a nice guy, but maybe I'm missing something. What legislation has been put forward by him that has his name at the top of it, that somehow even he is somebody that we're putting up as a savior for us, that he's on the radio every week. Well, uh, it doesn't matter what legis- what legislation he suggests, because, again, they're in the minority party. Uh, he can well, bring that, up legislation and never gets out of committee. What about the two years that the Republicans mm-hmm. uh, had control of all three chambers and the Republican Party did nothing for us? Well, you're right. In in a in bigger picture, they well, I don't know if I would say that though. I mean, the Republican Party passed the Trump tax cuts. That is something that he and many other Republicans were responsible for. They they promoted it, shepherded it through, got it out of committees, got it out of the the Republican controlled House. We got the tax cuts. Uh, there are there are a lot of things and a lot of great things that um, uh, our Congress has done for us with Republican leadership, and that's okay. Uh, but I'm with you when you say you know it's not enough. It's not because they, they, they seemingly uh, splinter whenever they are in the minority. They splinter and Absolutely. they won't do enough to unite the way the Democrats do. The Democrats may be evil, and I believe they are. Uh, not not everyone to a man or a woman, but I mean as a as a party, uh, I, I think right. their goals are nefarious. I think they're evil. I think they are uh, they have bad intentions. But one thing that they are is united. They gather around one another with their bad intentions, and they're willing to put their personal differences aside to move forward. And the Republicans don't do that. Right. Even seeing the two senatorial candidates in, in Georgia basically campaigning together, they they were having rallies exactly. together. You know, where the, sure. so I, I just, I, I, I say kudos to you, Bob. Just, I ask just because you, you have such a strong voice in Cleveland. I just want you to stick by your gumptions when you're more about the a Patriot Party or other alternatives. I realize that you have to have politicians on your show because it's a politically oriented. Yeah you know show for the most part but sometimes it's yeah. just it's very frustrating for me because i could the guy that you had from columbus that you tried to push him a little bit and the guy gerrymandered you like crazy on the radio he he refused to answer your questions the, the one st- uh, state senator that you had on um just Filibus, Filib- i think you meant filibuster not gerrymandered but your fil- point yeah, is exactly. right thank and, you and, and, thank you for the correction yeah <laughs> no i, I so, knew what you meant hey i got a jet here eric i appreciate the phone call thank you for the for the call thank you for the for the kind words as well but listen um you know it, it is going to take a movement away from the republican party that doesn't mean toward the democrats i mean i have just come to realize that the democrats and the republicans uh neither one of them as parties are going to be the answer for what we uh what we need to preserve and protect this republic it is going to take something else and what that is is what we're all going to have to think.